Mike Martinez, Mike Miller, at the U.S. Games booth, the Open Forum podcast. Hey, Sean. How are you? We got, got the logo. So normally we're, we're normally an audio-based program, and we haven't really elevated our game to the 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 video podcast. Good morning, America, <laughs> level where we're looking at camera one, camera two, camera one, camera two. Um, but we are still here, the Open Forum Podcast, U.S. Games Booth, Third Floor uh, Exhibit Hall, Music City Center, Shape Nashville. And for those of you who've been following on Twitter and following some of the, the buzz we've been trying to put out, a very, very special announcement was, was dropped a couple days ago about a brand new partnership between the Cooper Institute, Fitnessgram, and Open and U.S. Games. We're being joined today by Dr. Jeremy Lyon, who is the... The, the, bain, the brains and the beauty of the Cooper Institute, the, the, the face of the franchise, if you will, who hopefully can shed a little, a little light on this new partnership, what it means for Cooper, what it means for Open. So welcome, Dr. Lyon. Right, thank you. How's the week going so far? You know, it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, the energy at this conference with uh, physical education teachers and that crowd is just amazing. It's really good. Absolutely. Yeah. We're, we're thrilled to have you here. Uh, Fitnessgram is uh, part, a large part of the, the U.S. Games booth and the traffic over there, I'm guessing since Dr. Cooper made his announcement or, or made his speech, has been nonstop. Talk a little bit about what this new partnership entails and what it looks like for teachers out there. Well, I, I think that um, as a former superintendent, uh, kind of keenly interested in how do you create systems, how do you do things in schools that really make a difference for kids. And for me, of course, I. I gravitated towards the fitness and health and wellness of our kids because if you don't have that, you can aim for any academic achievement you want, but you're not, at the end of the day, going to get there. So the whole thing with the Fitnessgram youth assessment is we've got to do two things. We've got to build the story of why this is important with education leaders. And we can't take that for granted that everyone understands this. And so there's a huge amount of work to do to build the why of it. But right behind that is we have to meet physical education teachers where they are in the environment that and the challenges that they face in their school system. So what a rural Vermont school physical education teacher faces is much different than what a Houston ISD physical education teacher faces. And we've got to meet them all with resources. So this collaboration is really, really important because not only does it help teachers on the front line in the classrooms educating students and helping empower them to take control of their own health and wellness, but it also gives us an opportunity to tell the story of why. Why is this important and why is it so critically necessary to outfit and arm this next generation of kids so that they don't have shorter lifespans than you and I are going to enjoy, which is just completely unacceptable to me as an educator. So we got a lot of work to do. It's very exciting. I had the, the opportunity, the, the pleasure of meeting Dr. Lyon a couple months ago down in Dallas at the Cooper Institute and w was so motivated and inspired and refreshed to hear a superintendent's perspective coming from the quote-unquote the, the sciency area of Fitnessgram and of this partnership. It, it, it's so exciting to hear someone who's been in schools, who has worked with teachers, and, and clearly understands that, hey, rural Vermont and Houston have different needs and need exactly. different things. Uh, 
what are some of the things that Fitness Graham and Cooper are trying to do to help bridge those gaps for those teachers? Well, it, it's, it's very simple. No matter what you are doing in your school or school system as an intervention for kids, you need to ultimately have a way to measure its effectiveness. That's Fitness Graham. And we are going to see that Fitness Graham becomes more and more important in the school environment because more and more interventions are going to be put into place. There's a lot of money from outside funders that are want to help, right? Well, you can have your after-school running program, or you can have your nutrition program, or this, that, or the other. But those funders, at the end of the day, they want to know, are, are we making a difference? You need a youth fitness assessment tool to really measure, not a survey, not just anecdotal stories. If you really want to measure fitness, you're going to have to go to that level. The other part of that is that Fitnessgram is the gold standard youth assessment in this country, sure. period, the end. It is scientifically based. It uses research years and years. Pure data-driven. Pure data-driven. Yeah. And that has us stand alone. Many others use our protocols to build their own, but if you really want the source of it, it is the Fitnessgram assessment. This partnership allows us to tell the right story and to offer solutions that actually work for teachers. And that's very important to all of us. And speaking of those teachers, I, I think this is your first time being at the, this booth, this convention. The U.S. Games, the open booth, generates a lot of traffic, and yes. I've noticed a, a almost non-stop revolving door around the fitness grant portion of this booth. What's been some of the, the feedback, the questions, the conversations you've been having with teachers on that side of the booth? You know, there's a, a physical education teachers are very committed to their profession, and I, I really get the sense that this comes from being a middle school principal and a superintendent and all of those things, they kind of have lived in isolation for many, many decades. <laughs> and um, they're such good people, they just kind of have done their own thing. And, and now to actually bring them into the position where, hey, guess what? You may be the singular most important <laughs> staff member on the entire campus yeah. is really pretty exciting. So that's the kind of excitement that I've seen. They, they are kind of waking up to the fact that, wow, we really count here. And yeah. it's really uh, great to see. And, and uh, the other thing that I've learned here at this conference, which does attract many of the leaders in the field that are still in the classroom, still teaching kids, wow, what dedicated individuals and what, um, what passion to not only, you know, help every kid they serve, but really be dedicated to improving their craft as well. It's been, it's been great. It's been a wonderful conference. Now, you kind of alluded to this before, but what do you feel that Fitnessgram's partnership with Open is going to lead for the future of Fitnessgram? Well, like where it's going. Absolutely. So another piece of this equation is that I believe, and this is not scientifically tested, but I, I fundamentally believe that when you put an adult perspective and paradigm on the importance of fitness onto a child, you have flat out missed. You've missed. Because you and I can say, you know, yeah, that hamburger we had at lunch today, well, I know, therefore, I need to work it off, and I need to put in this time in the gym, and I need to not do this and not do that. And we're gonna do that same thing with kids 
no way. It's not going to work. Their brains don't work that their way. Their brains don't work. And then, and then how about this one when you say, well, the things that you do now are going to pay off when you're 60, 70, 80. Oh, like that's even... <laughs> that's, Instant that's, gratification. Exactly. So the, the real key is to have supporting activities that, that make it fun, right? And so this whole movement that we're seeing in public and private, where working out or activity, whether it's hiking or dancing, is associated with somehow in our brain with fun, there's your ticket. Yeah, right. And the open collaboration is, to me, it's building fun activities around this, where the collective moan of, oh, we're gonna have to do the assessment is replaced by, you know, I'm really eager to get after that. That's gonna be fun. And that's, that's what this collaboration does for us. Now, there's probably about, I don't know, three, four, 5,000 teachers attending here today who are hopefully gonna make their way into the booth at some point. But that means there's 10 times, maybe 100 times as many who aren't here. If you could give a, an elevator pitch to those who are listening, what does this partnership, what does Fitnessgram mean for them, for their pedagogy, for their students right. down the road? Well, I appreciate that, and um, I, I think it's as simple as this. Number one, every physical education teacher in this country is critically important, and to see their stock in schools rise is very, very satisfying to me because these are really, really good professionals. Here's the next thing, though, and this is key. I was a biology teacher. If I walked into my classroom and said, you know, Genetics is not really important, and I'm not going to teach <laughs> genetics because we're going to do X, Y, and Z. I have just uh, done malpractice, yeah. and, and I have not done my kids a service. Physical education teachers in this country cannot simply ignore youth assessment. They must understand that these are the tools that will help if implemented correctly, put children on a pathway towards health and wellness. And, and doing it correctly means it's relationship-based, it's fun, it's taking the, the child where they are and setting realistic goals and expectations. And we have the power to do this, that's the thing. I, I know physical education teachers focus sometimes on all the things that they don't control, and they're right. And we, we're working on that aspect. But when they are there with their students in the classroom, they do control that, and they can make a huge, huge difference. Sure. Over the last nine-ish years or so, I feel like I've seen Fitnessgram through a lot of different lenses, through a lot of different beliefs and, and, and attitudes towards it. I firmly and wholeheartedly believe that, that, that all those negative stereotypes right. are changing. I think in large part due to your leadership and your perspective and what you're bringing, not just you, but Caitlin, Georgina, the whole team the you whole have team. down there. Uh, I can't thank you enough for, for being here and, and putting a face on on a movement, essentially, yeah. Yeah. And, and continuing to, to blaze that trail and hopefully lead us, at, lead us as educators into a more positive direction. Well, I, I will say this. I'm entering a new space, and it's very exciting to me, and to learn from the likes of you and your colleagues has been really tremendous and it's uh it is a rising tide and and we are going to catch this rising tide and do great things in this country
Awesome. Last question from my end. Uh, we, again, we are here in Nashville, in, in the Music City. Do you have a favorite country music song? <laughs> you know, I'm not a huge country and western fan. I'm laughing because my wife makes fun of me. She is a huge country and western <laughs> fan. And we were at the Hall of Fame last night, and, and uh, she was pointing out the artists that I didn't know. So... <laughs> I like Willie Nelson. Excellent. Absolutely. Excellent. So, yeah. Well, if she's bebopping around here, yeah. have her come down, sing a few bars with there us. There we and, go. Uh, there we go. I feel very selfish taking this much of your time. I know it's very, very busy on that side. Thank you so much for a few minutes, Dr. Lyon. And Absolutely. For everything you've done. Thank you, too. I appreciate it. Thank you. Jeremy Lyon, Dr. Jeremy Dr. Lyon of Cooper Institute fame. If you're at the conference, come check him out. He's hanging out at the U.S. Games booth over on the, uh, the opposite side of the, the, our podcast setup and uh, learn more about what Fitnessgram can do for, for you and for your students. Little Willie Nelson to take us home. <laughs> on, the again. Road again. on the road again. <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> that was good. Good, good. Thank you again so much. That was fun. Nice. I can't wait to get Bring on the road again. This guy's quick. Really? He's sharp. Awesome. He's sharp. Yeah. places that I've never been. Speaking of rolling, folks, we are still rocking and rolling here at the, the U.S. Games booth in the Exhibit Hall at Shape Nashville. Uh, if you thought our first guest of the day was top-notch, which you hear our next one, ladies and gentlemen. My headphones just cut out, so we'll pretend that everything's still working smoothly. Is it still working smoothly? All right, we're still working smoothly. We are joined by, again, the man, the myth, the legend, the captain. Captain Pete Charette. Pete, welcome to the show. Wow, thank you, Mike and Mike. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. How's the week going so far? <laughs> it's awesome. It's awesome. This is my first convention, the national convention. No um, kidding. Yeah. So in 30 years, I've been teaching for 30 years since the first national convention. I don't know why it took me so long. <laughs> but uh, You're retiring this year. I, and I just retired. retired. I actually just retired yeah. at the end of uh, January. Nice. So uh, Congratulations. That's, that's been a, a definite adjustment. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I miss my kids. Uh, sure. Don't miss some of the other things in yeah. teaching, but I definitely miss the, the happy, smiling faces of the kids. So uh, got got to go back last week and uh, check back in again. So awesome. that was awesome. Yeah. Very, very cool. Yeah. Obviously, anyone who knows your name knows that even though this is your first national convention, your name extends far and wide, all four, all four corners of the country. What has been the biggest surprise for you at your first national convention? A, a conference of this magnitude and size. Well, it, it's very overwhelming when you first get here, that's for sure. But um, the best thing to me is uh, I get to meet some of these people that I've been talking to for years now um, online and, 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 you know, through different, different uh, sources. So it's so awesome to see these people and, and meet them face-to-face. -face. Um, so much networking going on here, way more than I, I thought there would be. So um, it's been fantastic that way. I wish I had a little more time to go to sessions, but I keep talking, you know, stopping and talking <laughs> to people. But... Uh, you know, getting such great, great feedback from them and support, and uh, yeah, so nice to see these people. I use the metaphor a parking lot full of speed bumps because yeah. you're trying to get to yeah. a room with a session or get to general session, and every 50 feet you hit that bump because yes. you have to say hello to somebody That's you exactly know right. or see. Yeah. Or yeah, it's it's great though. It it's, is uh, it's so many like-minded individuals all rowing in the same direction. It's yeah. it's great. I've got some some uh, sessions lined up this afternoon that I can't wait to see. So nice. I get to see John Jones and yeah. Brian DeBoer do their their tech sessions. So That's I'm looking forward to that. Definitely one not to miss yeah. for sure. Definitely. And I was exciting to see Artie here just a minute ago. You know, I started. Um, 30 years ago, back 1988, and back at that time, 
there wasn't stuff out there. I mean, it really wasn't. It was that was practical. I already had one of the very first books, the um, elementary handbook, I believe. Yep. I don't know what I would have done without that. Uh, <laughs> the, the first year of teaching was awesome. So it was great. I, I met Artie yesterday for the first yeah, time. That's so, awesome. Yeah. And again, one of the common themes that we've been talking about this week is just that, that the sessions are great. You know, we have some of the best teachers in the country, in the world, who are here presenting. But almost as beneficial and almost as important is that that networking piece. Exactly. And being able to 30 years later say, hey, Artie, thank you. Right. We, we've yeah. been friends. You, know, you saved my life you, you on did. more than one occasion. Yeah. Yeah. Way more than one occasion. But being For able sure. to finally make those, those in-person connections. Yeah. And I didn't get a chance to ask Artie this. And I, I think it's probably a better question for you being that it's your first time. You're retired. Why are you here? What, well, what makes you want to come out for this? Uh, one of the reasons is I wanted to, to network and, and just meet some of these people that I've, that I've um, you know, talked to for so long. But also, you know, I've retired from teaching, but I'm not retired from physical education. So um, uh, this, this national convention, to me, really may be a pivoting point into where I, I take my future. Because I really don't know that. I've got some different avenues I may want to take. Um, through presenting or maybe publishing. Um, so I'm you know, trying to talk to some people and, and get their advice and uh, find out from the experts. Uh, this is definitely you know, like the place to do that. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, so uh, that's one of the reasons I wanted to come. Also doing the PE Institute this summer, so I'm excited about um, presenting a couple uh, at that one. And uh, Artie's given me the job of being a first-time uh, attendee blogger, so I get to cool. blog about that. So I'm going to do something be uh, before that, you know, and then uh, after the, uh, the conference. So. If, if you haven't been to the PE Institute, it's very similar in quality, I think, to a national convention like this, but much more intimate. Yes. Instead of 4,000 people, it's probably about 400, but it's the, the top 1% from every every state, every country, they, they, on your free time, so you're not taking days off, you know, work personal days, it's over the summer. It's really the best of the best of the best of the best. Looking another, forward to that. Too. And now they're getting the best <laughs> in Cat and Pete. They're adding a little bit more best coming yeah, this summer. Yeah, I heard there's a lot of great people that are going to be there, so yeah. I'm so excited to uh, see some of their sessions. Now, you mentioned being retired from teaching but not necessarily presenting, things like that. Rumor has it you have a session coming up on Friday, tomorrow? Do, uh, Friday at 4.15. It's called Fired Up Fitness. It's time to start your engine. So uh, the first 10, 15 minutes of class, um, I always do a fitness activity. So it's, it's some of the activities I like to do. I'm trying to use some of the visuals that I that I use um, in, in, and get those involved in the, in the session as well. But it uh, should be a lot of movement, a lot of excitement, high, high energy music. So uh, nice. looking forward to it. Now, you also mentioned Artie's elementary games handbook that kind of gave you some some guidance and direction 30 years ago you are no stranger to producing unbelievable materials that everyone can access what are some ways that whether it's on a website facebook twitter how can people get get a hold of you and i just i just put out a new website captain pete's powerpe.com so i just started that um launched the beginning of january so um i've got a blog on there um, that's done done pretty well lately i've, I've had some a lot of guest bloggers and uh, with the guest bloggers, I'm trying to look for people that don't have um, don't have a, a outlet to, to give us information. They don't have their own website. They don't have um, you know their own brand. Mm. But they're young, up and coming teachers that have a lot to give us. So um, I've had them do some guest blogging. They've done some unbelievable blogs. I hope That's you really get cool. a chance to read some of them. But uh, Absolutely. some yeah. really really good. Uh, Tanner Roos. I don't know if you know him. Yeah, he, he started it off for us and with a with a, an awesome. Um, blog, so cool. he set the standard high. And, uh, <laughs> I, I can't write as well as he can, but I try to throw one in there every <laughs> once in a while. So, 
CaptainPete'sPowerPE.com. Yeah. So I, you can link off of that to any other things that I that I do have. So, For sure. Right, so so def, definitely, if you if you haven't seen him present yet, start with the website. If you are here this week, Fired Up Fitness, let's get ready to start those engines. I want you to get to as many sessions as you can while you're here. So thank you for just giving us a few minutes of your time. Thank you, Mike and Mike. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having it. me on. Thanks for coming yeah. on. Y'all have a great uh, convention. Absolutely. Yeah, see you around. Hopefully we do this again sometime. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Thank Thanks, you, Mike. Thank you. All right. It's day two of the Open Forum podcast, broadcasting live from the exhibit hall here at Shape Nashville, the U.S. Games booth. Day three of the conference overall. Uh, I, I can't adequately put into words how exciting it's been so far, everything from the people to the sessions, the, the informal learning and gathering taking place in the hallway, and just the quality of people that you meet in a, in a forum like this. It's, it's so overwhelming, it, it's, it's so exciting. One of the greatest examples of how a conference like Shape, America, like Shape Nashville brings people together from all over the place is sitting right across from me right now. Uh, it's an absolute first in the Open Forum podcast in our short history. Our first international guest yes. is joining us today. Uh, with with the living legend, Artie Kamiya, we're being joined by Luke Curtis. Luke, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and what you're doing here. Um, I've come across from the American School of Paris, um, where I'm a PE teacher, um, sixth to 10th grade. Um, I'm uh, of English origin, um, but I've been living in Paris for a few years now. Um, and I came to Shape America in Nashville because I wanted to meet like-minded people and it's the conference. It's where all the best of the best are for me in my mind and where some serious innovations happening um, and some really cool ideas and some, some really good people. Yeah, I feel like we could do a whole separate interview just on, on your backstory to, to start. Uh, what, what brought you from the UK to Paris? Um, well, originally um, my uh, parents found work there when I was younger. I finished school there, went to uh, college in the UK, um, and then I was lucky enough to find a job and, and moved back to Paris through the American School of Paris. Very cool. Now, we talked briefly before we started recording about your professional development experiences overseas and how that compares to, obviously, the, the, the Super Bowl of American phys ed professional <laughs> development. How does this compare to the kind of training and development that you would receive back home? Um, we have uh, similar conferences and uh, my schools, I'm very lucky to be in a school that really support um, professional development and they, we have a large kind of push towards it and a real drive. Um, but as I said, there are those opportunities, but it's just uh, Shape America was the one for me. It's a, we follow an American system, American model. So I wanted to catch up to speed with that because the American system is something that I've never been involved with before being from the UK. Um, and um, being uh, involved in that, it means that um, I can come here, I can learn, I can experience things and see what's being done in the US curriculum, see what their standards are, see what um, they wanted to achieve from their students, what they're using to get the best out of their students. Um, and like I said, this is the place for that. Now, we all see this conference through a different lens, right? We have senior teachers that are looking to pick up just little tidbits of information, a technique here and there. You being in this room, in this space for the first time, what is that one thing that you're trying to accomplish for? Um, it's actually changed slightly since I've been here. I first thought, I've been uh, my fourth year teaching, so I first thought that I'd be coming and I'd be seeing all these really experienced professionals, which I definitely am, but I'd be blown away by the things that they're doing and almost panic because I'm not doing those things. <laughs> but I've actually been really pleasantly surprised to see that. There are obviously things I can improve and things I can change, but I'm not too far away. 
I'm doing a lot of the right things. I'm doing a lot of the, the, the bigger picture stuff. It's the small technical things that they just think, ways of looking at things, small concepts, small ideas that maybe I hadn't have thought of before. Um, to give one small example, and it, it's probably really silly and everyone's thought of this, but talking about striking and fielding games, we've had problems, you know, that the, the, the other team complain about the pitching not being fair. One of the guys said, just get the, the batting team, have one of their players pitch. And it's something that's so simple, and that's just a small example of the, the little things that just being here teaches you. Well, without knowing you personally, I can assume that you're quote-unquote almost there based on the fact that you took a 13-hour trip to come to this conference <laughs> yeah. to improve your craft. So I'm, I'm certain that you're almost there. If I can shift the focus for a second, we all know Artie Camilla. We know that he probably knows anyone and everyone connected to the phys ed world in the U.S. Apparently that extends overseas now as well. Artie, how did you and Luke come into contact with each other? It was a very difficult process. <laughs> I had my backpack on and I wanted to see where I was supposed to be next. And there's Luke sitting right down there. We started talking and you could see the, the brightness in his eyes. He was so excited to be at his first Shape America convention. We started talking and, and how he wanted to become a better physical educator. We talked about physical literacy and what that entails. And I looked at my watch and I said, I want to interview this guy. <laughs> I want to get his impressions on tape because I think it's a good, it's a good pro promotional item. I really do. And, and I, I hope we're able to capitalize on this. Here's a, a young professional, a millennial, who wants to make a difference. He has to come all the way to the United States. Well, you don't have to come on. You have good professional development there. So I'm not understating that, but he's so, motivated to do that and that's what shape america brings it brings the cream of the crop absolutely you're not going to find any other group that's so much like-minded and so motivated it's it's a cool thing it's it's magic so luke it's magic let, let's turn this interview on its head a little bit for the first time ever special co-host Artie Camilla <laughs> what are some questions you have for Luke to kind of pick his brain as to why he's here what he's learned things of that yeah, nature yeah so my my first question well it's more of an explanation can you explain uh, the school that you work at the basic philosophy towards physical education and sports I want to include athletics as well so um, a kind of a brief background of my school would be that we're an international, uh, extremely international school. We have, I believe, over 54 different nationalities. Um, I think it's 40 different languages spoken across this, the school, um, which brings in a real mix of different sporting ideas, sporting philosophies, cultures. Um, but it's all about getting the, the, the students onto the same page and getting them to enjoy sports, being um, inclusive, um, getting them to enjoy maybe sports they've never played before. So um, my focus is I'm a rugby coach, and uh, rugby and the American School of Paris six years ago wasn't even a sport. Um, and we've now, um, through inclusive practice, um, been able to turn 30 uh, boys. At the moment, we're hoping to um, get girls rugby going. Um, out, and they're guys who've never played rugby before, um, but they're willing to learn, they maybe haven't been involved in team sports before. Um, but we've opened our arms to them, they're welcome to play with us. Um, and I think that's that just is a, a, the tip of the iceberg of what we offer as a school. We really want to include everybody in everything we do. And it's the same in our PE classes. We want to um, 
bring in a real mix of different sports, uh, introduce new sports. So um, a big sport in France is handball, um, which maybe a lot of people haven't seen before. So we want to include them in that. We then also want to have the, you know, the, the typical American sports is basketball, volleyball that we want to introduce maybe some students who haven't seen that before. Um, and then at the same time, promoting fun and learning in random, if it's little fun games or fitness activities and things like that, just to really include long-term health, wellness, and lifelong skills, you know, such as communication, collaboration, things like that. Great, thank you, Luke. I'm gonna ask one more question. Can you name the person that motivated you to go into teaching uh, to go to become a physician, and can you tell us a little bit about him or her? Um, Marty Camilla. No, <laughs> no, no, no. I've got, I've got no. a few to be fair. Um, my my mum, she's a PE teacher, yeah. so uh, we've always been involved in that, and I think she also kind of helped me be involved in extracurricular because I, as a kid, my Saturdays were spent. She coaches field hockey and netball, so my Saturdays were spent down at the field. I'm hoping that uh, one of the teams would be short of players that I could play. <laughs> I remember when I was 13, I played at uh, the opposition, arrived to play against my mum's school, they were short. I, they asked me to play, I played and I scored a goal. And my mum was super up, my mum was super upset. And there's been times when I've had to play in goal for the, the girls team and when I was like 11. So I've always been involved in sport that way. My dad obviously was involved as well. He was always there helping my mum, even though he's not involved, he's not a PE teacher. And then I've been lucky to have some really good PE teachers through my, my career. I had um, my school career. I had a guy called Mark Griffiths, who was a, my lower school teacher, who introduced me um, to, to playing rugby. My, my family is rugby's after sport, but he was my first coach. And then um, also my mentor um, is a guy called Brendan McCann, who's a teacher at the British School of Paris. And he's also a good friend of mine in everything I do in education. I run it through him. I'm going to introduce this idea. I'm going to do these things. And they've probably been the main focus of my uh, teaching, along with it's just the love of sport. So I can name loads of professionals that have just in inspired me. To you know, I think my childhood hero was David Beckham, um, and just those. Just, <laughs> I think he's. I think he's becoming big in the U.S. I'm not sure, um, but just people like that have inspired me. Not just their playing careers, but what they've done for the sport outside of their own individual playing. And I want to bring that. You know, my love of sport, and I want to introduce that to students all around the world. You know, so no, that's. I hope that answers your question. Thank you. Thank you very much, Luke. And thank you, guys. I think it's great to hear. Uh, I'm glad I already asked that question. I feel like it, everyone has that person. Yeah who has inspired you, whether it's a parent, a teacher, uh, a colleague, to be more, do more, and achieve more. So your, your homework assignment now, Luke, is to go back home, find these mentors of yours, tell them about the Open Forum podcast, tell them they're, they're gonna be famous worldwide now. Have them tweeted us. Yeah. <laughs> and just keep that, uh, I, I have no doubts that somewhere down the road, we'll have someone sitting here mentioning your name as the person who inspired them yeah. to travel overseas, yeah, to learn more, thanks, do guys. more, and I be more. I appreciate it, thanks guys. So, Thanks so much for being here. I don't want to take up too much of your time. There's no. so much more for you to I, see. I want you guys to, to focus on the main man that you're supposed to. <laughs> I've got to gate crush the party. Thank you, guys. Absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's called serendipity. <laughs> what it's called. Serendipity. I feel like that's been your word for the week so far, Artie. Yeah. These, these chance meetings. Must be. Must be. Where the, the timing's just right, the stars are aligned just right, and it brings wonderful people together. So uh, Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. Yeah. I think it's the passion. I think it's the community passion for health and physical education. And coaching, you know, I, I, I think we've undersold coaching in physical education because I know there are people that can do all three. They're great health education teachers, 
physical education teachers and great coaches. And that's what we need. And speaking of someone who is phenomenal, all those three things, Artie, I feel like, is a walking, living, breathing example of putting in the work, putting in the, the love, the passion, and then having the results pay off. And hopefully some of that paid off last night when Artie received one of the first ever Open, open Impact award, open Awards. Impact. It's right here. It's right here in my hands. <laughs> <laughs> Artie, if you could talk a little bit real quick as to what that experience meant to you to be to be in a room full of your peers and just know how loved and appreciated your, your, all your work has been so far. Everyone that's listening and viewing needs to imagine we're in the, the, the Country Music Hall of Fame. We're in their, this big room and around around the top along the ceiling says you know may the circle be unbroken well, and, you have, and it's filled with country music legends and here we are 100 150 of us and we're we're as passionate about health and physical education as these folks are about country music their craft we're passionate about our craft to be recognized by your peers is an awesome thing. It's an awesome thing, and so I, I really do appreciate that. I, I have to thank uh, BSN Sports, U.S. Games, Kurt Stone, Aaron Hart, and the entire family making this happen. It's it's been a lot of fun. As a retired individual, I'm retired. <laughs> I have the ability to pick and choose those projects that excite me. And open is one of those projects that really, really excite me because it's a free data bank, downloadable data bank of K-12 games and lessons. And it's really good. Aaron did a wonderful job and his, his cadre of writers did a wonderful, excellent job. So you mentioned the, the Country Music Hall of Fame Rotunda that we were in, beautiful, beautiful space. Yeah. I couldn't help but being very overwhelmed, very emotional hearing the stories about children being impacted, about teachers being impacted, right. and then looking around and seeing a plaque of Garth Brooks, Reba McIntyre, Travis Tritt, Artie Camilla. I, I, I think all these names just kind of flow seamlessly. To hear you refer to us is, in the room as a peer, on the wall. it's gonna be, they're working on it. Yeah. <laughs> to hear you refer to us as peers is overwhelming because I think we're all striving to accomplish a fraction of what you've accomplished. You mentioned being retired. Yeah. I didn't know working 80 hours a week qualifies as retirement. Well, I used to work 120. <laughs> you know, like, at least it's going it's that going direction. Down. Going down. But uh, I know I said it briefly last night, from the bottom of my heart, as someone who loves what I do and hopes to make a difference, thank you so much for continuing to put in the time and not just kind of say, you know what? I'm gonna kick my feet up and go fishing. Whatever happens to PE happens. Like, you're still probably working even harder now to right. make our lives easier and more enjoyable. Well, you know, Mike, there's so much to do. There is so much to do. I was explaining to Luke how we in the United States really look up to the, the curriculum, the programs that are being produced out of the UK, out of Canada, out of Australia. As far as physical, physical literacy goes, we're 10, 15 years behind these countries. They've been providing that ability to take everything, the environment, the pedagogy, the teaching, the skills, and turn it into a project that says, for a purpose, we're gonna help more boys and girls to choose 
to be safe, healthy, and physically active. And it's that choice part, because you can't force kids to get fit. You've got to choose and allow them to see the value in fitness. You can force them for a while, but once they're <laughs> off the track, and we don't want them to go off the track. We want them to stay there. Well, let this be a, a warning to you, Europe, if you keep sending <laughs> rock stars like Luke to our country, we might stop, stop sending them back. Right. We might start keeping them here for, right. for good. Yeah. Artie, thank you for coming across Luke yes, and bringing him yeah. onto our show today. Luke, thank you for even just being here yeah. in our country today. Thank you guys, really appreciate it. Enjoy yeah. the rest of your week and, and enjoy yeah. the rest of the day. Yeah. So, ask your question. Oh, while we're here in Nashville, speaking of the, the Country Music Hall of Fame, yeah. what's your co- favorite country music song? My favorite country music song, Love Can Build a Bridge. Build a Bridge. Love Can Build a Bridge. From something like Between Your Heart and Mine. Love Can Build a Bridge. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I love the sentiment. I just love that fact that. In order to change the heart of a young person, you have to have a relationship. Without that relationship, nothing's going to change. Is anyone surprised that of all the songs in the world, Artie Kamiya is singing about building bridges and using love to do it? Hey, this is another serendipitous thing here. Once again, Luke Curtis <laughs> all the way from we should, Paris. We should all, we should all. <laughs> <laughs> you can't hear the, uh, maybe we can sooner or later. Sing together. Love can build a bridge. <laughs> What a moment. What a way to kick things off today. Again, all the way from Paris, France, Luke Curtis, and the man, the myth, the legend, Artie Camilla. Thanks so much for your time today, Hey, thank you. Cool. Great to meet you, man. Nice to meet you. Always good to see you. This is too much. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. Hey, you keep up the good work. Keep up the good work.